Illinois residents who've appeared in a photo on Google's Photos app in the last seven years could have some money coming their way. The tech giant settled a $100 million class action privacy suit this month for violating the state's biometric privacy law. And it follows a similar settlement with Facebook. Matthew Kugler is an associate law professor at Northwestern University and joins us now with more on the suit and biometric privacy in Illinois. Welcome to Reset. Thank you. Professor, what does Google's photo app do that violates Illinois law? So Illinois is unique in that it has this strong biometric privacy law that says you need to give written consent for someone to process your biometrics, and they need to make certain kinds of very specific disclosures to you when they do that. If you upload a photo on Google's photo app, what it does is it tries to recognize the faces in it so that later you can go back and say, ah, yes, I want every picture that has grandma in it. And then on grandma's birthday, you can click one button, see every photo that has grandma, and assemble your like little collage of grandma's photos. Mm-hmm. So what it's doing there is it's getting your biometric identifier, your scan of facial geometry, and using that to recognize people. And it's doing so, according to the suit, without appropriate consent. And I think you just gave a, a good definition there. But just so we're crystal clear, help us understand what exactly biometric data is. So... It can be a little bit of a fuzzy definition. In terms of the Illinois statute, it's a measure of certain kinds of physical attributes that are relatively stable over time and can be used to identify individual people. So fingerprints, voice prints, and scans of hand and facial geometry are the ones that are most often mentioned. In Illinois, we've seen a lot of lawsuits over fingerprint scanners and a number of very high-profile lawsuits over facial recognition. Tell us about the state's Biometric Information Privacy Act. Like, how strict would you say it is? And when exactly was it passed? So it was passed in 2008 and then was largely dormant for a number of years as the technology caught up. The issues with the act are, one, that it does require some very specific disclosures. So you'll see a lot of privacy policies that have big catch-alls about how they'll use your data for product improvement. That doesn't cut it under this statute. This statute requires the company to say what they're going to use your data for, how long they're going to store it, and that they're going to protect it reasonably. And then they're not allowed to trade it. So companies weren't complying with this statute by accident. So when the lawsuit started, a lot of companies realized they were in violation. And the other big issue is that it provides for statutory damages. So people who have their rights violated by this statute can sue. And they can sue and get a certain amount of money under the statute, even if they haven't suffered a particular harm besides having their rights violated. So did Google actually admit to wrongdoing in the suit? It does not look like it did. Do Um, they have to? That is really up to the terms of the settlement. So in these settlements, you see a variety of things and a lot can be negotiated by the parties. And here, what we're seeing is a preliminary approval. So the settlement is going to be widely publicized, and there's going to be a hearing in, I believe, September, where the settlement will either receive final approval or not. So at that point, people who are in the class who want to object and say, no, Google's getting off easy, can try to do that. Um, Those objections are common. Sometimes they succeed, sometimes they don't. The Facebook biometric settlement became larger after the judge expressed concerns about it. Mm -hmm. So that is a thing that does sometimes occur. 
What happens with that function of the Google Photos app now? Like, can Illinois residents still use it if it's something they like? Well, I used it this morning. So I went on Google Photos, and I I was not sure if I'd used Google Photos. I have an iPhone. Google Photos comes auto-loaded on Android. Right. And I went on Google Photos. It said, ah, yes, do you want to sort by pictures of yourself, of a woman who is my wife, of a friend? And I could click, and yes, it's here are the photos of each of those people. So the function still works today. What Google is doing under the terms of the settlement is changing how it gets consent. And the details of that have been unclear from what I've been able to gather so far. Yeah, they'll, they'll start asking for opt-in consent? Yes. Yeah. And the question with a lot of these biometrics is, can you get the consent of everyone whose biometric you're getting? Because obviously you upload pictures of people other than yourself. Mm-hmm. So I am not sure how they're going to handle that issue, but presumably they've been thinking a lot about it. Last year, uh, Facebook received approval for another biometric privacy case, Professor, but you know, over their facial tagging feature. Yes. Payments were delayed, though. Have folks received their checks at this point? My, under- my understanding is that that might start happening as soon as next month. Uh, class action settlements are complicated. You have to notify millions and millions of people in cases like this. And even in the Facebook case where each individual person was getting over $350, only 22% of those eligible actually filled out the form and submitted their claim. And that's high. Uh, usually claim rates in these cases are even lower than that. So mm. it takes a while for that to happen. It takes a while for the courts to sort out exactly how to notify the parties, get final approval for the settlement, etc. So I think for your listeners, one thing they should be wondering right now is, have they used Google Photos, and will they be eligible for this settlement if it is finally approved? Yeah, that's uh, definitely on, on folks' minds right now. Uh, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. I'm talking with Matthew Kugler, who's an associate law professor at Northwestern University. We're discussing a class action lawsuit that Google settled with Illinois Google Photo users. I want to switch gears a bit, Professor Kugler. Talk to us about what kind of apps might use our biometric data. So biometric data can be used in a couple of different ways. One is this photo tagging or photo sorting feature we were just talking about with Google and Facebook. And if you've ever made a Shutterfly album, you see why that's valuable, why people would want to be able to do that. Another way is to log you into your phone. Now, the way to do that compliant with the statute is to, one, get permission from you, and two, to store the biometric locally. So I believe if you asked Apple, Apple would say that they don't have your biometrics Mm -hmm. in this sense, because it's your phone that knows it's you. The scary one, the one that people worry a lot about, is what Clearview AI was starting to do, which is to say, ah, you've uploaded a photo of this person. I'm going to search the internet and find you their Facebook page. I'm going to search the internet and find you their LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the world of, say, online dating, where you're meeting up with someone, you don't know them very well. It is somewhat terrifying if that person can immediately find your real full name, your full contact information, etc. And a large number of women in particular express concern about the kind of loss of anonymity in public that can come from that kind of thing. Like if you walk into your average coffee shop, the name tag says Anna M. It doesn't say the full name because you don't need the full name. Right. And 
services like that have the potential of overcoming that privacy protection. Hmm. So applications and, and, and websites like these, they're generally allowed to do this, to use our data in this way? I, I assume they think they're helping us. Well, they think they're helping their customers, who may or may not be us. So in Illinois, as I was talking about, there is this very strong biometric privacy statute. It's why your Nest doorbell in Illinois does not use facial recognition, even though it can in other states. In many other states, though, you can do these things. And you go looking for the law that it might violate, and often you can't find one. Biometric privacy is a relatively new issue. And this is something that legislatures are actually actively thinking about. So it's come up in California as they keep revising their privacy law. Laws have been introduced in a number of other states, though generally have not passed. And the federal government has long thought about making a move on privacy, including on issues like facial recognition. So we may see movement there over the next couple of years. How often do companies sell our data to, to third parties? Oh, how often vary. Uh, how often does a particular company sell particular kinds of data varies a lot company by company. Mm -hmm. If you're a Google or a Facebook, you're more often using the data yourself, perhaps in ways customers would appreciate, perhaps in ways they would not. Other companies, like the average game app on your phone that you downloaded for free, is probably trying to scoop up whatever data it can. It may be trying to use that data as its primary revenue stream. So we have diversity in how that's being done. But when we think about Google Photos, when we think about Facebook, and we think about the kinds of things they can do with facial recognition data, they'd have facial recognition data on hundreds of millions of people. That's incredibly powerful. And even if they weren't doing anything all that objectionable with it today, the concern would always be that they might start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You talked a moment ago about uh, that biometric data being stored on our phones, right? Stored locally. Is it safer on my device than if it were, say, stored on a cloud? So it depends what you're worried about. Now, if I wanted to know what your face looked like, I wouldn't hack your phone and steal your biometric from your phone. I would probably pull up your website, and I imagine you have a photo on your LinkedIn or your uh, news webpage. I have a photo on my faculty website. So. Yeah. My face isn't the secret. It's the ability to look at an array of faces and say, who is this person? Uh, you would not want to, to live in a world where there was a camera on every street corner, as in Chicago there sometimes is, and someone could effortlessly check those cameras and say, where is this person today? Where was this person yesterday? Mm -hmm. That starts getting into the dystopian world that BIPA, among other statutes, is trying to prevent. So at any given time, how can a user know what these apps are doing with their data? So in Illinois, we, one of the main goals of BIPA is to force companies to be upfront with what they're doing. And there's been discussion about stores using facial recognition to track known shoplifters. In Illinois, if you wanted to do something like that, you'd have to get consent, which is hard, but also you'd have to give public notice. So that can't be happening in secret in this state, at least not legally. Mm -hmm. So we have things like that where companies are being forced to make disclosures. In terms of the broader issues of app privacy, the Federal Trade Commission insists that apps at least not be deceptive in their privacy practices. Having said that, the Federal Trade Commission often sues 
companies for being deceptive in their privacy practices. California has been trying to take the lead in consumer privacy by forcing companies to make affirmative disclosures to not just not lie, but actually tell you what they're doing. And that is a work in progress. Some other states are passing new privacy laws that don't go as far as California, but Virginia and Colorado have new laws coming online in 2023. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing movement here. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, Professor Kugler, any final tips for folks listening to uh, that they can take to ensure that their data is, is safe? Living in Illinois is actually a pretty good start when it comes to biometric data. Uh, we have a lot more protection here than you get anywhere else. And one thing I would say is that companies are responsive to consumer pressure. These lawsuits, I believe, have caught company attention. I was giving a talk to a tech company years ago and it's like, have you heard of this law? Yes. All of our friends are getting sued under it. Oh, boy. Uh, so these lawsuits do matter in that sense. And I would just say that if in September you get a notice saying that you might be eligible to be a member of the class of the Google Photos users, maybe send in that claim form. Uh, that it might be worth actual real money to you at some yeah. point. So, Matthew Kugler is an associate law professor at Northwestern University. Thank you for that information. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.